Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus appointed 72 other disciples whom he sent ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborer deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick in it, and say to them, The kingdom of God is at hand for you. Whatever town you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, The dust of your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day than for that town. The Gospel of the Lord. So friends, today on this feast day of St. Jerome, St. Jerome, who was the great biblical uh, interpreter, the great biblical expositor, he is uh, the one who translated the Greek texts into the Latin, establishing the definitive translation. He's an amazing man, and uh, yeah, his whole life was wrapped up in Scripture. It was Jerome who said, ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. So kind of as a nod to him, uh, and also kind of honoring what we heard in that first book or first reading today from Nehemiah about this, uh, this long, long, essentially, scripture study where they read the book of the, the law of Moses from sunup until midday, right? It's a long homily, right? Even longer than mine. So in honor of those two things, I want to kind of uh, delve into and just kind of piece apart bit by bit this, the Lord's commission here to the 72. There's some really powerful things for us to consider. All right, so the Lord starts by saying, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. As I was praying with that, I was asking the Lord, what makes the harvest abundant? What's the abundant harvest? Is it this notion that there's all of these fully ripened, ready-to-go, mature disciples out there? No. (laughs) No. It's actually, I think, the direct opposite what makes the harvest abundant from the, Lord's, from the Lord's heart is the fact that there are so many people who are lost, so many people who are broken, so many people who are confused, so many people who have minds that are filled with such tremendous errors, right? The harvest is abundant, and there is so much work to be done because there are souls, right? There are so many souls who are lost and on their way to destruction, The Lord puts it so clearly over and over again in the Gospels when he speaks about strive to enter through the narrow gate. Strive. All those things. Wide is the way that leads to destruction. 
You know, we must rid ourselves. The church must continually be purified of this modernist heresy that says that just pretty much everybody is going to be rewarded with eternal life just by living a decent life. Strive, he says. Strive. So the grace I think we want to ask for here is, Lord, increase my sensitivity towards souls. Increase my sensitivity. I I want souls to matter. I want to care for that harvest like you do. I want souls to matter to me as much as they matter to you. Like, why am I so content to let sheep wander? Why am I so content to just let the lost sheep stay lost? He says next, he says, so ask, ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for the harvest. Ask him. I was thinking, I was praying about, you know, the folks who come to daily mass. And I'm thinking, maybe you're thinking, sitting there hearing that, like, like Father, I'm just, I, I, can't, I can't be a missionary at this season of my life. I can't go out. Like, where am I really going to go? Am I going to go out and start trying to make converts? This is what I want you to consider. I think this is really tremendous, that in our tradition, it's Therese of Lisieux, who was a cloistered Carmelite nun, who is the patroness of missionaries. Did you know that? Therese, who never went anywhere, who never left the cloister, she's the patroness of missionaries. Why? Because through her intercession, she extended her heart across the globe. She's the patroness of, of missionaries. I want to give you this morning, I'm just going to list a number of groups of people, that uh, specific groups of people for you to intercede for and ask that the master of the harvest would send out more laborers into these particular places to protect and bless these laborers. So as I'm going through this list, maybe just pick one or two if we list, okay? All right. The first is the missionaries of Catholic Youth Summer Camp. So Catholic Youth Summer Camp is, a, is an organization based right here in Ohio, Centerburg, Ohio. Throughout the course of the year, they see about 8,000 young people, middle schoolers and high schoolers, and they lead them through powerful, powerful retreat experiences where these kids encounter the Lord in a life-changing way. The missionaries of Catholic Youth Summer Camp, there's about 60 full-time missionaries, college-age kids who are on fire. We got a team of them coming to serve our young people here at Sacred Heart. Once a month, they're going to be coming to run the Vine, which is our middle school youth group program. So if you want someone to intercede for, labor is in the harvest, right? Intercede for them, the missionaries of CYSC, or the Focus Missionaries, Fellowship of Christian University Students, this group of missionaries who are on college campuses seeking to evangelize folks there. Talk about, you know, a Sodom and Gomorrah kind of environment. Let's ask for the Lord to bless and send out many more uh, laborers for that harvest. Think about interceding for the Theology of the Body Institute, right? Located right here in Pennsylvania. Not here, but right, you know, right next door in Pennsylvania in uh, um, Amish country. This amazing group of people who are promulgating, you know, John Paul II's teaching on marriage, family, and sexuality. They're injecting the antidote into the, uh, the heart of the very sick body, which is the church, which is humanity. The truth about what it means to be a human person. You want to intercede somewhere, intercede for them. Intercede for the seminarians of Cleveland. These guys who are like entering, running into the building that's on fire. I mean, it's very difficult to be a seminarian today. Intercede for those guys. Intercede for the, for the young men and women who are discerning religious life or the diaconate, right? Intercede for those folks. Intercede for the Catholic school teachers, especially. Here's a special group. Intercede for the science teachers in our Catholic high schools. Over and over again, the studies show that it is 
the disjunct between faith and reason that by and large leads a lot of young people in those adolescent years to leave the faith. Intercede for those science teachers that they would be men and women of deep and profound faith. That's an abundant harvest right there. Intercede for Catholic medical students. You want to talk about like mission field. To be a medical student who's a faithful Catholic is, an, is a tremendous missionary opportunity. Catholic physicians, especially OBs, man, there's so much life and death right there that we need to intercede for. I know I'm leaving people out in all of these lists, but like any of the pain, any of the suffering, anything that you're going through, right, channel it into intercession. The culture says the older you get, the less you can do, the less valuable you are. The church says, Jesus says, the more that you have to suffer and to offer, the more powerful your prayer becomes, right? Like, do not waste your suffering. You become, like, the less you can do physically, the more you become like a spiritual Navy SEAL, right? Don't waste the intercessory power. That's the next point. Jesus then says, go on your way. Behold, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves, which sounds horrible. <laughs> like, thanks, Lord, right? Then you consider, then you consider uh, the power of the lamb. The power of the lamb. The lamb not only defeats the wolves, the lamb, in our story, defeats the dragon. It's the lamb, the little lamb who defeats the dragon, and it's the blood of the lamb that defeats the dragon. Jesus then says, into whatever house you enter. There's almost this element to this. I was so struck by this. He doesn't say, all right, you two, you're going to go to the Macmillan's house, and you two, you're going to go to the Smith's house. He says, whatever house you enter, as if to say, like, it doesn't matter. Just go pick a house. Just pick a house. Just go enter a house. Do not move about from one house to another, he says. In other words, settle in. Don't get caught up in this mindset of, well, if I could visit 10 houses, that could maximize, that could multiply my impact by 10. He's like, no, just plant yourself. Invest in your small sphere of influence. Cure the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. Notice he doesn't say, try and cure the sick in it. It's a command, cure the sick in it. There's a level of presumption that they can do this. Lay your hands on them, say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, sickness be gone. In the name of Jesus, bone be fixed. In the name of Jesus, stomach ulcer be gone. Like, I, I, I wonder, as I was praying about this, if we're not seeing more miracles just simply because we've decided that can't happen, God won't do that. I'm going to personally recommit myself more and more to, to responding to the Holy Spirit's promptings in that area. Man, there's so much, there's so much we can still dive into. I'm going to land the plane, though. St. Jerome has been uh, interceding for us today, interceding for you that I wouldn't you know, go line by line. But, uh, man, ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. I just want to encourage us again, maybe soak in this gospel and notice how the Lord is, is just like he did for these 72. He's inviting us out into the mission of extending the kingdom, of to proclaim those amazing words that the kingdom of God is at hand. May we be the evidence of that and laborers in the harvest. Amen.